And then talking about how like open we are about like going through each other's shit. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like someone could be like, well, why are you guys even together if you don't trust each other? And I'm just like. Because of the sex. I mean. <laughs> Hey, I'm John. <sighs> hey, I'm Alexis. And welcome to Trust Me. Trust Me. Ooh. <laughs> A weekly podcast where we talk about <laughs> building trust, transparency, and long-lasting relationships in a fast-paced world. <laughs> And uh, on this week's episode, Alexis told me to steer the direction of the podcast, but she let me know. Wait, did we actually decide that? I think so. But she said whenever I go off the rails, she's going to step in and intervene and get us back on track. <laughs> and uh, you heard it five seconds into me talking. She's like, wait a second. <laughs> this is a bad idea. But this is our last episode of the year. Yeah. We've been doing this for almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah, we started this year, 2019, right? April, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we started in March. Yeah, it was the beginning of this year. And then we released in April. Yeah, so yeah. we started in the beginning of this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now it's done for the year. For the year. <laughs> but we're going to, instead of presenting you uh, a bunch of information that like we, uh, we've researched by we, I mean, Alexis has researched... <laughs> We're going to discuss with you why we're doing the podcast, because it's important for us, too, to figure out exactly why we're doing it. And then we're going to ask each other questions, like interview style, about the podcast and the year. Yeah, because I think it's kind of evolved a little bit since we've started. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of to wrap things up, like a reflection, like yeah. end of the year, into so, the new year, right? Right. So. Yeah. Why, why are you doing it, Bunny? Why am I doing the yeah. podcast? Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to dive right in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that I'm doing this, one, because I think this is, it's like therapy for us. Yeah. Um, in our relationship. And the camera's kind of like a mute therapist or something. I, I like to, go ahead. I was going to say it's like a, a referee, a mute referee. Yeah, yeah, or a referee. Yeah. But, you know, like a mute therapist, which is like a referee, I guess. Yeah. They're not really, the camera's not saying anything, but we know it's there. Yeah. And it's unbiased, but we know it's there, right? Yeah. Referees are a little biased. Yeah, referees, that's true. Um, so that's kind of like reason number one. And the second reason, or equally, it's not really number two, it's just the other reason is that I think vulnerability is the way to like healing for yeah. humans, like humankind. And by vulnerability, I just mean like the willingness to really put like your emotions and like your thoughts out there and maybe have a little fear of judgment, but to like do it anyway. Yeah. Because I think, I think that a lot of us suffer um, in dealing with shame Mm -hmm. And shame I, I see as like this ugly black like mold that lives in a box inside of us. 
and vulnerability is kind of like the light, like the truth light that, that you shine on it. And then like, you know, doesn't you call an expert to take care of it. Yeah. Vulnerability is the expert. I don't know. And like, so it just shines on it and then it can kind of, it stops festering because once you can kind of like be okay with who you are and release some of that shame, um, which shame, I just, I looked up the definition in Wikipedia just for fun. I'm like, shame is defined by Wikipedia as it's a self-conscious emotion associated with negative evaluation of the self, feelings of distress, mistrust, and worthlessness. So shame is icky, and we kind of all carry it around. I feel like we kind of live in a shame culture. Yeah. A culture of, and, and it's, I think it leads us to make bad decisions and, because we feel bad about ourselves. And so if you can be vulnerable about it, then it, it creates trust in like your per- interpersonal relationships. And then therefore, you know, on a greater scale, like society and the world. Yeah. So I think that by doing this podcast, it does feel very vulnerable and I'm doing it to force myself to be vulnerable and to hopefully like inspire other people to be comfortable with their their shame and to talk about it and be vulnerable so that we can all be happy and healthy. <laughs> That's all going to be on our first t-shirt. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Uh, just speaking of shame real quick. I am so anti-shame, I, like slut shaming. Like I refuse to do it so much so that I think that just promiscuous women should be allowed to park and expect mother parking. <laughs> I don't understand. Get rid of the shame. It's just a matter of time. Oh, that's a very funny joke, John. It's <laughs> hilarious. At the grocery store, when I was like rushing to like get drumsticks before the feeding window was over, I saw the expectant mother parking, and I remembered that joke, and I was like, I'm gonna work that in sometime tonight. Well, good job. You just worked it in within the first five right minutes. Right away. I didn't even like wait for you to stop talking. Amazing. Nice work. Why uh, am I? Doing the podcast, it, it's exactly what you said. It's to shine a light on my shame and to be vulnerable and to do it in front of the camera weekly in hopes that it makes us better, makes me better, and makes someone that's listening better. Yeah. That was kind of more concise than mine. Yeah. Good job. But to, I guess, go a little deeper on it, you talked about the camera being a referee. Mm -hmm. In our normal conversations, when I feel like we're getting really derailed, I've pulled out a cell phone a couple times and, like, hit record on voice memo, and I'm like, hey, we're going to record this and talk right now. And And then he becomes very calm and (laughs) rational all of a sudden. It is true. (laughs) But the same with the camera. Alexis, how does this make you feel right now? Yeah, we don't... Well, you motherfucker, I mean... We've disagreed on the podcast before, and it goes way differently with a camera in front of us than if the camera weren't here. There's yeah. been like one or two special occasions when someone's pulled out a cell phone, usually when we're drinking, and they're like, I'm recording you, and it's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, delete. I do think, we've said this before, but I do think that every couple should try this. Yeah. Like, you, like, you don't have to like put it out there, because yeah. we're crazy, but I mean, just if you are fighting, like start recording yourselves. Yeah, I've been thinking. It's interesting. Yeah, I've been thinking um, more so about 
business and a family because I'm trying to structure myself so I can be self-sustaining as a business per person. But a lot of the things that I use for myself work well in the family dynamic. So it's like family is the most important business. So why not run your family like a business? Have goals, have targets you're trying to hit, have a schedule. Yeah. I mean, it, have you, have, you have like compassion and like yeah. probably more like transparency and vulnerability and like a family yeah. relationship, right? But, yeah. but Unless yeah. you're the leader in a business. Some structure, you're kind of like inferring that just we can benefit from some structure. Right. Some and that ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Some ritual. Yeah. But I think that works in business too. Best practice. Like if it's your business, if you're an employee and you're showing up and you're just like working 20 hours a week and that's, that's your prerogative. But like if you live and breathe in a business, I think that you should adopt the same principles that you have as a leader of a family. And I think that can be flip-flopped. So like this is part of that. Why then? Um, for me, well, we're talking about why you should record a podcast or why you should sit and have a conversation in front of people. And oh. I think it's like a weekly meeting yeah. of sorts. Yeah. So you kind of see that. Is that part of the reason why you're doing this? Yeah. 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 I think it's crucial to us and our, our benefit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's our weekly meeting. It's our weekly meeting. Okay. That we share with anyone that wants to listen. Yeah. Well, it's structured <laughs> and it forces us to talk about, a lot of times we talk about things we've been arguing about. Yeah, it's true. It is, we do talk about some like triggering, I guess, topics um, for us, like personally, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. You ready to get into questions? Yeah. So we're going to interview each other. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool. Do I need to be like, I'm sitting here with Alexis Josephine, insert last name. I have a few. Skin. <laughs> no. <laughs> we know. You know who we are. <clears throat> but do you remember having uh, an idea for the pod? Do you remember how that came about? Um, just that we were talking a lot about our emotions yeah. <laughs> and specifically, um, you had been off of social media for like two years and then you decided to get back on and it was like this kind of like influx of like new information and people in your mm -hmm. life and in yeah. your world and you were kind of talking about it. And I, I kind of was like, I didn't really know, I knew how to handle it. I mean, I had social media, but we were talking more about like trust and I was still really struggling with that at that time. I feel like with trust, like some trust issues. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we just decided that we should, let's just sit down and, and, and pot about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I remember thinking if we're going to talk about it this much, we might as well try to get something out of it creatively. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think That's, I've ever heard that before. That's good to know. I've said that. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's very, it sounds things. like something you would say. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't a trick question or anything. Like, I, I honestly couldn't remember how it happened. I remember coming up with the name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you came up with the name. Yeah, but other than that, it's like, It's a great I don't, name. Thanks. Yeah. Executed very well by you, all your research. Thanks. You're welcome. Is there anything about the podcast, anything that's happened in these 20 episodes that's uh, surprised you? Um, I think about just talking and filming. Like, I've been kind of surprised by my own willingness to be vulnerable. Yeah. And how actually, like, very comfortable I am with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm totally fine with talking about all this shit that I might feel ashamed about. I feel a shame, a lot of shame around like my insecurities. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Right. So by forcing myself to talk about it, it's become easier and easier. So I'm kind of surprised, I guess, by how easy it's become. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That was the question I wanted to ask you because I had like thought of something. Uh Uh-huh. But basically that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I had wanted to ask Alexis a question solely based upon what I would add to the end of whatever answer she had, which I admitted was selfish. But everything you said is what I was thinking. The only thing that was a little bit different is that uh, we've talked about subjects that are very hard mm-hmm. on the podcast, which in actual life, it's it's different, the tempo of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So which is why I, I would encourage people to do what we're doing, even if you don't release it. Yeah. Yeah. What is, this is kind of goes in everything you just said, but... Can you think of anything that is um, scarier than all the vulnerability you just talked about? Or what was the, uh, the scaredest you've been about a podcast? Like, have you had any fear? In doing this? Yeah, or fear about, a, like, a topic that we're going into. Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely felt a little bit of fear whenever I have to talk about something that's made me insecure. Kind of like what, what I just discussed. So something specific. Um, honestly, I feel like admitting that something as silly as TikTok made me feel funny yeah. was kind of hard to do. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of fear around it, but like, I don't know. And then talking about how, like, open we are about, like, going through each other's shit. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like someone could be like, well, why are you guys even together if you don't trust each other? And I'm just like... Because of the sex. I mean... <laughs> okay. I mean, is Malachi asleep? No. Yeah, it was... <laughs> now I can too much God. detail. Um, you know, I know that tons of people, oh, and I've okay. spoken to several people, and I read tons of stuff about, like, people struggling with trusting each other and, like, with the digital technology. Yeah. Like, passwords and going through each other's shit. Like, I know a lot of people do that. Yeah. But it still feels shameful yeah. to admit. Right. So, like, those are the two things, I guess, specifically that come to mind when you ask me that question. Well, what, uh, what's been the most vulnerable thing you've shared um, you know, um, when I think about this, like for you, what I think you're going to say, like, I, I have to think back like to beginning episodes, but it could be the TikTok thing could be the most vulnerable. Um, no, I mean, the most vulnerable is just admitting to everyone that, you know, I've had two failed marriages and I'm 30, 35. Yeah. And that a lot of the issues, like my trust issues, yes, I've been with people that have not been trustworthy, but also like I have to learn to trust myself and be super trustworthy. So I feel like that has been the most vulnerable thing to admit. Yeah. <laughs> um. You're you're so smart. I love you. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Do you have 
This is the last question, but do you have a favorite episode? Um, a favorite episode. I, I think I liked the how to apologize episode. Yeah. Because it was <laughs> such practical information and, and we've actually truly implemented it. Like, if you give me a bullshit apology, I can straight, re like, reference that episode that yeah. we podcasted. Yeah. tell me to go re-listen And be to like, it. dude, yeah. we, like, we're pretending to be experts on this subject matter for for 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't think we're pretending I to be know. experts. I know. I'm just kidding. Which is, I think, a fear of yours. You don't want people to think we're acting like we're experts. Well, but I just don't want to come across as, like, I'm not, I... I don't have an area of expertise in like psychology or yeah. Yeah. the mind. I just am really fascinated and I like learning about like human behavior and human emotions. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just interested in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're just hashtag life coaches over here. We're not. <laughs> Alexis. Do you feel like you trust me more after a year of filming our podcast called Trust Me. Do you feel like it's fostered trust within our relationship? To the second part, yes. And I think that it's fostered trust in our relationship because we know we're going to release it. So you're like, I don't want to look like an idiot that's asking these guy questions. I'm like, yeah, I trust him, even though you don't at all. I think it's maybe, if I had to guess, it's maybe made you think, he's doubling down on being a good guy. And well, if he were to go and screw it up or he has some, like, double life, he's documented for a year that he's not that guy. And he's going to look like the world's biggest idiot. But that's funny. That accountability. Like, yeah. yeah. But do you feel... Like, you have more trust in our relationship. I don't know. I don't know if that, if I've ever mistrusted you. I've, I don't, I, I mistrusted you in regards to, I was afraid that you were going to still, like, keep going out and partying when we started dating. But I've never thought that you were, like, hiding anything on your phone. I never thought that you were trying to get attention from other people. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Why have you driven by the gym to see if I'm actually there and, and checked my phone and looked in my, my stuff before? Um, it's so okay. I guess it makes me trust you more <laughs> the more you trust me. Because there's been times where you've been so, you've been so sure that I'm up to no good. Mm -hmm. Like, it's her. She's the one doing something because I have given her zero reason for her to think that I'm lying. Mm -hmm. And that's classically a thing that people that are lying to someone else will do is they project. Mm -hmm. They're like, you're cheating. You're lying. You're awful. And I'm like, I'm not. But it's they're doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's true with you because I know your history. So I guess in, are, you, are you forcing me to say yes? The no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just wondering, like, if it's changed... Like your level of, of trust. Yeah. That you, and maybe it hasn't, and that's okay. Yeah. If, it, if you feel the exact same trust-wise as you did a year ago, then that's totally fine. I think we have more trust in our relationship. 
Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I ever drove past a gym. I did drive past your office one time. Um, and I could have taken two or three other routes. And the gym. I don't think I went past a gym. You did too. Did the past gym? Fort Benjamin YMCA. Oh, I went over there and to drop the stuff. And the Jordan Y. I went there to drop stuff in your um, at the LA Fitness. This kind of brings me to an interesting point. Because I was like, my next question, what's up with that booty girl? Let's move. No, there was another time, but we, we'll move past this right now because this kind of leads into the next thing, which is that I've read a lot about vulnerability mm-hmm. and that um, and shame. Mm-hmm. And that women and men kind of have different, like, shame core, of course. And every individual has, like, a different something. But that men oftentimes feel shame or fear around being perceived as weak. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if you felt like doing this podcast and talking about these things exposes you in a way that you... Like, do you have shame around feeling, like, admitting your insecurities? No. As At a man? First, but I know. Do you think it's more harder for a man to do this? Because I think I've never that lived maybe, as a woman. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I think when you start playing that game of comparison, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. I have insecurities, and I'm not, like, quick to talk about them. And almost, I guess there's been times where I'll say that something makes me feel insecure immediately, mm-hmm. but then I don't really, I guess, regard that as an insecurity. Because if you're able to say it right away, is it an insecurity? Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like you're you're totally comfortable talking about your insecurities. Yeah. And being vulnerable. Yeah. On this podcast. Yeah. Does it does doing this podcast feel vulnerable to you? Yes. It does. Yeah. Is that scary? No. Okay. Yeah. So in all of these episodes that we've filmed and then you've watched, because you do all the editing. Yeah. And it's amazing. So you've watched a lot of us. Yeah. Right? Right. Have you ever thought that you should cut your hair so that you could give me a chance to have longer hair than you? (laughs) I have thought that. (laughs) Do you... (laughs) Is this a haircutting intervention? Is your sister going to come out and cut my hair? Oh, man, that would be amazing. That's very funny. Um, Do you feel like you get to talk about yourself enough on this podcast? No. No, that's why I have a separate YouTube channel for myself. Would you like to talk about yourself more on this podcast? No. (laughs) I'm fine. I like the research that you do, and honestly, I've thought... About taking like the podcast in a completely different direction, just like full on smut. Like we get people or we gather stories about people violating trust on in a workplace, media. on social media, yeah. cheating in a relationship. Because there are like several apps that like made for cheating. Yeah. Yeah, we We're can expose money. all of them. Like millions of people subscribing to like a pay That's service. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's so funny. I keep forgetting that you're wearing your hat, your hat like that, and I'll s- see you in the viewfinder. Oh. Makes me very happy. I'm like, who's that sexy Gordon Fisherman? <laughs> Just the Gordon Fisherman. It's like Gordon caught a mermaid, and she's like, I'm cold, and he gave her his hat. <laughs> I know, I like the juxtaposition of the beanie and the crop top. <laughs> Um, 
Do you see social media differently after doing this podcast and like learning the things that we've learned? For sure. And that's very true anywhere in life. You know, that's what the book, The Secret's about. It's about, it's, the book, The Secret is about life will shine back to you like whatever you shine a light on. Mm-hmm. The Secret. Right. Oprah Winfrey, that was on her. I never read that book. I'm just trying to paraphrase from like the, <laughs> the mini movie I saw about it. Oh. No, um, yes, uh, it has changed the way I view social media just because we talk about it all the time. So like, I kind of like. Are you more mindful about it, would you say? Uh, how how I'm has more, it changed? I've been thing? very mindful about social media since the beginning of getting social media again. Mm-hmm. And that was like around the time social media, I mean, um, trust me, started. Yeah. Yeah. How has it changed your view, would you say, on social media, doing our podcast? Mm-hmm. Social media has completely changed in my perspective because I've been using it as more like a uh, as a tool instead of just like mindless garbage. And it's mindless garbage sometimes, but talking about the way social media can affect your brain. Mm-hmm. What about in re- our relationship? Like, do you feel less inclined to like the girl's booty pic than you did no. when we started this? No, I feel... You still like I to feel, like them? No, I still feel <laughs> the same amount of no inclination to double tap booty photos. Uh. Yeah. There was a, a time where I was resharing like Yashi squats or like Jennifer Selter photos like before you and I started dating, and mm-hmm. I was just like sharing it, be like kind of like a grotesque dude, but I'd also like comment funny things. I'd be like, "Oh, I like that brand of root beer too," and there'd be like a small root beer bottle like in the very back of the photo, you know. And I feel shame around seeing those pop up in my time hop. I'm like, oh. Oh really? Yeah. Like, old John, bad. Aww. It's okay. Well, it was kind of funny. We can just shine the light of vulnerability on that <laughs> shame you know, box. I probably would care a lot less if it's a lot your... of people responded well to it. <laughs> wow. So you're saying bad behavior can live on if it's condoned if and, for it. yeah. Yeah. and applauded. Yeah. God damn. Well, but I've thought. Then we can't let fuckers get away with. Exactly. With. Bullshit. Yeah, don't lie. Well, and we can't be like, if that's like, that's a very interesting mentality. Yeah. Well, think about... And it's like, fine, like, repost a girl's booty, who cares? That's not like bad behavior necessarily, but it's interesting you feel shame around it. Yeah. 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 I don't want you to ever go through my Facebook and see Time Hop and you're reminded of what kind of... I know. I know you know. I know you know. You were, because we were friends. I know. You remind me of things I said four <laughs> years ago on a regular basis. I'll never forget. Ever. <laughs> Anything. Well, that's cool. I feel like... Um, oh, what has been your favorite topic? That's my last question for you. Porn. Oh, porn. Yeah. The research involved with that episode. <laughs> I think there were three episodes. So it was a lot of research. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> It's a oh big world. <laughs> awesome. No, um, in all honesty, that was my, no, um, honestly, I think the first episode was like ever iconically is like my favorite because it felt so good after we got done doing it. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to sound bad. I knew the lighting was awful. Mm-hmm. I knew that nothing was good about it for the people that are listening. 
Mm-hmm. It has the most views and plays to date. And then the number goes down. And I think that's probably because people are like, I can't listen to this. Like, I want to, but it's too much. But still, the feeling that we had after that first episode yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. I remember that. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it was a very good feeling. And we just both kind of were like, yeah, let's say everything. Mm-hmm. So when my brother did my roast when I turned 30, and he was getting laughs and was doing really well, and in the the middle of it, he just stopped and yelled at my, my dad and... When my dad got caught cheating on my mom, my dad told my mom that he was a sex addict. And he started citing sources and reasons. And he said that when he was younger, he had sex with his brother. (laughs) And my brother had just been sitting on this information and out of the blue just shouted it in the middle of a roast after he was doing very well. (laughs) And no one laughed. My brother looked very shocked like, oh! (laughs) But... Talking to him about it, like, it's hilarious, but he he felt a huge relief just to say something, like, super dark and scary and vulnerable and to get it out. Like, that's the best thing about, like, doing comedy, in my opinion, is, like, trying to make things that are funny, things that are scary yeah. and, like, vulnerable and insecure, trying to make those funny. That's yeah. what people relate with. Yeah. So I think our first podcast was kind of like that. I don't even remember if we had a structure. Maybe we'd written down what we wanted to talk about, but mm-hmm. there was no research. Yeah. Maybe. There, was there research? Uh, probably, because I rarely go into something without, like, some sort of backup knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, so, the first one is your favorite. Yeah, and then TikTok, because TikTok was my favorite, like, in the last ten episodes or of this season, because... We tried to record a podcast about it and got into a fight and stopped. I was like, well, I guess we're not going to talk about TikTok. And then we ended up talking about TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Successfully. Like, honestly, that whole podcast, I was like, man, I'm going to get hit. Deservedly so. I was like so triggered about that. Honestly, but I did think, I was like, we're going to have to try to record this 80 times. But then you had such an articulate conversation about it in regards to it. And then you kind of like relieve, like you like relinquish me of like all the guilt and shame I had about it because you felt so bad. You're like, hey, I I don't think you're a creep. I was like, thank you. I yeah. love you so much. Yeah. And then that felt really, really good. That's cool. And I don't know if I would have felt that relief had we not been producing something together. Yeah, creating something. Yeah, because there, we have arguments and we get over it. <clears throat> we have times where I'm like, am I going to have to do the podcast by myself going into the future? That would be very sad. That would be the saddest podcast and probably funny. But we've had those like moments and then we come out of it and then I, that feels good. And then it's so good, you kind of forget what the bad is like. <clears throat> but when you're videotaping it and you're trying to create something like, and you cross through, through to the other side, it's like, it's like a mark. It's like a, um, a landmark. It's an, a, an accomplishment. It's like getting a trophy. <clears throat> The trophy's not as important as all the work that you put in, but it's like, like a placeholder. Like, I did this once. Mm-hmm. And that's what that episode was like for me. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I like our reflection of the year of Trust Me, and I think we will move forward with it into 2020. It's like evolving, so I don't really know what it will be right now. It's a podcast about vulnerability and monogamy in this world where we're surrounded by like 
options and social media. Yeah. Monogamy looks different now than it did 20 years ago. Yeah. So let's talk about it. It's kind of what it is now. But maybe it'll evolve into something something different. The podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I'm super into, like, personal development and then how that plays in relationships. Yeah. And, like, I, I like these topics a lot. Right. So. Mm. That was... Do you see us going anywhere different? Not off the top of my head, but what you just said is something I was reflecting on throughout the day. Um, it's like personal growth and has become more refined for me, and having trust me is like a it's like a nice nice piece of like the personal development journey. Yeah. Yeah, and it fits into like what I want to do too with myself, my my life, and you know career passion. But it's nice, and it, it makes me better. I think. Us better. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it makes us better, but like definitely, it makes it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Like I assume it makes us better, and I assume it makes you feel better. But like I know it makes me feel better, mm-hmm. and it makes me more intentional about what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, so we'll go into the new year with um, mindfulness and intention, right? Right. And um, trust. Right. Yeah. And, uh, just. Look, listen, don't tell people what you're going to do for your New Year's resolution. Get an accountability partner. You're my accountability partner. Okay, I'm going to hold you accountable for sure. Right. Yeah. It's easier. You get the same satisfaction from saying that you're going to do something that you do from actually doing it. Mm-hmm. So when you tell everyone that you're going to go to the gym. I was trying to tell you this the other day. Right, yeah. It's what you because tell me, you had told me you had listened to some... Po- We're getting off on a tangent right now. It's just so frustrating to me. So I'm sorry for those <laughs> of you that are listening that are like me. And you're welcome to those of you that are like John. Because we're just going to talk about whatever now. Well, it's the last episode of the year. Uh, okay. Um, so, But accountability and <laughs> in, in goal setting, you were saying the other day, you were listening to something that stated that you should tell everyone your goals. And I'm like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything I've read is that you should actually keep those, like, close to your chest and, like, in your heart and whatever. Don't talk about them just to anyone because of exactly what you just said. Yeah. So which one? I said my words wrong. You did that day? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I was like, I thought everything I had learned about goal setting and, like, setting a goal for yourself and, like, intention, I thought I was all wrong. No, I think we talked about... I was like, I need to start telling everyone my dreams. (laughs) No, I I think I remember the conversation because we talked about having accountability partners after that. And then I said something to you about not doing the dishes that night or saying you were going to do it. And then that's where we, like, aggressively determined we were both going to hold each other accountable for everything. Oh, man, John's been saying he would clean the gutters for, like, a month. (laughs) I and I didn't wash two pans one night when I said I would do the dishes. And guess who got a ton of shit for it? Yeah. Are you going to clean those gutters tomorrow? Um, maybe. <laughs> Happy New Year, you guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. Like, we love doing this, so but it makes it way cooler that people actually listen to it. Yeah. So thank you so much, and we wish you a very happy new year. Merry 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 Christmas, Christmas. happy holidays, all that good stuff. Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2020. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. See ya.